Romans 12 verse 2 said, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. This is one of my favorite scriptures. And I pray this over our youth as well, our children, because I feel that they are in that season whereby there's so many different temptations out there for them. And they need to know that the way of the world does things one way. But when we're children of God, we do things a different way. And I think it's that battle of, oh, but they see things. Oh, this is how this is happening. But no, you need to allow the Lord to transform your mind, his spirit to transform your mind. Then you will know what his good, pleasing, and perfect will is for your life. Another way I said before was repentance of our sins so we can live with him. The Bible is very clear that we are to have one God. If we are putting other things before him, they're idols. We know what our idols are. It could be our children. It could be money. It could be, I don't know, our, our, our spouse. Anything that's become an idol, we need to make sure we ask for forgiveness because there's only one true God. Our God is a jealous God. So we need to repent of our sins. Things that we know shouldn't be there, remove them. Remove them. Also, another way I said was praise and thanksgiving daily for who he is. When we wake up, Lord, thank you. Because just waking up is hard sometimes. I remember when I was in, um, I think I'd taken life for granted up until this point. When I was in hospital, I may have shared this before. And I realized that, and there were times when I was there for two weeks because my blood pressure had gone up and the medication they were giving me to try and bring it down was just making me feel really ill. Um, but I remember when I came out, the medication was really having an effect on me. Certain things I couldn't see, I couldn't, uh, things were blurry, couldn't see properly. You know, and even walking, there was like a pain in my stomach. But I realized then that all this time I had been taking life for granted. You know, just walking, doing things, you know, was taking them for granted. Until you can it's a struggle to do them. Then you realize, oh, my days, Lord, I thank you that I can walk, I can move, I can do things. Another way is of seeking his kingdom was faith, I said. Um, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Without faith, the Bible says, it is impossible to please God. It is impossible because it is by faith that we are saved. We believe in our hearts that Jesus died on the cross for our sins to be forgiven. That belief... That is the faith we're believing. Yes, he has come to save us. So if we do not have faith, how can we seek his kingdom? When we're praying for things in our lives, we need to have faith. We need to believe that they're going to happen.
Another way I'm going to have to rush through this because I haven't even gotten to the part yet. <laughs> Another way is um, we need to seek his kingdom is consecration. Now, we all have our own different levels of consecration. And depending on what the Lord has set for us, our levels of consecration will be very different. So we can't look at somebody else and think, mm, you're not doing what you know, you're not doing this that I'm doing. No, because God speaks to everyone differently. We can't judge people by what we're doing because the Lord has spoken to us differently. So therefore, that is our le- that, that's what we need to be doing. And consecration just means a decision for us to dedicate ourselves to the Lord. Give ourselves to him, our soul, our mind, our body. Give it to him fully. We're giving ourselves wholly to him. So there's certain things that the Lord will be speaking to us about as individuals to do, but not necessarily to somebody else. So my level of consecration is different to somebody else. And it's just knowing what your level of consecration is and the things that the Lord is speaking to you to do. He could be asking you to be praying more. He could be asking you to increase your service to him, how you serve him. It's very, we're we're all at very different places, but it's knowing where, what your level of consecration is. Seeking God's kingdom does not involve us prioritizing our wants. It's not about us. (laughs) The funny thing is when we come to God, it's not about us. We're actually slaves to righteousness. We're slaves to what he wants us to do. So when you come, it's not about your will. It's not me, 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 me. And if you're me, 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 me in the world, it's not going to work. You literally need to surrender. It's about what God wants you to do. And even if you are me, 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 me in the world, when you come into his kingdom, you can turn that around. And as, and as human beings, and I think that's where our struggles are, because sometimes it's, oh, but I want to do this, I want to do that, but God is telling you to go left, but I want to go the other way. I also read Haggai chapter 1, verse 3 to 11. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but just to sum it up, um, the, when the remnants came back from Babylon, they were building the temple, and There was an issue um, because they were opposed and they stopped for 14 years. Now, that was a long time. Prophet Haggai then came and he addressed the situation because God spoke to him to do that. They had abandoned his kingdom. And why? Because they were focused on them. They were focused on self. And one of the things that I love that the Lord tells them, and this is the New King James Version. He says, consider your ways. Consider your ways. When we, cons- when we are told to consider your- our ways, it means that we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing. The, N- the NIV Version says, give careful thought to your ways. But I do like consider your ways because it makes you think about what you're doing. 
They were focusing on their, their um, lives and different things that were happening. And the temple was left in ruins. And God was not pleased. They weren't prioritizing his kingdom. And it is so important that God's kingdom is prioritized. Because as it says, seek first the kingdom of God and then everything else will be added. When we're focusing on God's kingdom, whatever God has sent us to do, whether it's going to Timbuktu to preach the gospel, whether it's serving in our community, whatever it is he has told us to do. Hello, Jamie. (laughs) Whatever it is he has told us to do, let us focus on those things. And you will find that all those other things that you want, things for our children, things for ourselves, they will fall into place. When we prioritize God's kingdom, this is where I'm going to start. (laughs) When we prioritize God's kingdom, there are so many fruits that we receive from that. Our aim when we prioritize his kingdom should be for the Lord to say in Matthew 25, 23, well done, good and faithful servant. When I get there, I want to hear the Lord saying that, well done, good and faithful servant. Oh my goodness, how amazing is that? You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Oh my goodness, who would not want to hear that from the Lord? Matthew 25, 10 says, but while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet and the door was shut. Our aim is to make sure that the door is not shut for us. So as we seek his kingdom, we can't go wrong with seeking his kingdom because we will be doing what he wants us to do. And at the end of that, The door will be open for us. We will be there with Jesus and we will receive, well done, my good and faithful servant. Okay, I just want to, this is the last part of um, prioritizing his kingdom. So I just want to go through um, some fruits that we should aspire to seek as we seek his kingdom so the first one is called kingdom citizens that's kingdom citizens for us to be kingdom citizens so as we seek his kingdom we aspire to be kingdom citizens Ephesians 2 verse 19 says consequently you are no longer foreigners and strangers but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household I want to be a kingdom citizen. I want to make sure that I'm doing as the Lord wants me to do. I'm reading his word. I'm following what he says in his word. If somebody grates me, I bless them. I was saying that to one of my children yesterday. That when somebody, because they, were, they had an issue with somebody at school. And they were saying, oh, if they say that if they do this to me, I'm going to do that. And I said, okay. Read Luke 6. I think it was in Luke 6. It's talking about love your enemies. When your enemy does something to you, do you take revenge? Hmm. Do you take revenge? That's how the world thinks. That's why Romans 12 verse 2 tells us not to conform to the patterns of this world. Because that's how the world would live. That's the ways of the world. They do something, yeah. 
The, the scripture even says, if they slap you, turn the other cheek, slap me here, slap me there. Who does that? <laughs> we do. Are we seen to be weak? No. But that's how the world sees us. Are you going to put up with that? Are you going to put up with that? No. We, yes, we are going to put up with that because we're children of God. We are children of God. That's how we're supposed to be. You know, it is important that we know that. We're not being weak. When Jesus came, what did he not go through? What did he not go through? In fact, when he came, he's our example to show us this is how we should be living. This is how we need to be. Okay? So if we can see Jesus going through things, accepting it, then who are we? He's our example. Another one is kingdom lifestyle. Our whole lifestyle being kingdom-minded, kingdom-focused. Matthew 5, verse 13 says, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men, and they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. When people encounter us, they need to see his light. They need to see that we are different. They need to see that, yes, we are children of God. Our lifestyle is meant to show that. When we stand in a crowd, we are meant to stand out. Not because we're being loud or anything, but because Jesus is in us. There is something different about us. When I think about the story of um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they had a lifestyle dedicated to God. They had a kingdom lifestyle because they, did, they refused to bow down to the golden image. And as a result of them refusing, they were put in the fire. But guess what? God was there for them. They did not burn. Sometimes we feel that when we're going to go through something, oh, no, 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 I can't go through that, I can't go through that. But guess what? It's not going to happen. What scripture is it? Isaiah 43, I think it is. It says, when you go through the fire, it will not burn you. When you go through the waters, it will not is it overwhelm you. Because God is with us. He's going to see us through it. He is going to see us through. And this reminds me of when I was going through that fear of um, tunnels and we were going to France. I was thinking, there's no way I'm going in on that um, Eurostar. Absolutely no way. Absolutely panicking. Waking up my husband in the middle of the night. And he's like, oh, <laughs> here we go again. <laughs> but anyway, he, he, um, he actually understood. Or so he looked. But anyway, I had to go through it. I had to go through it, but if I'm being honest, when I looked, I thought there was no way I cannot go through this. It just seemed so hard, but that's what fear is like. It just puts you in this place that you cannot go through it, but I was not um, overwhelmed. I, <laughs> sorry, my son has just distracted me. <laughs> excuse me, those online, excuse me, sorry. Um, sorry. Anyway, 
But yeah, I just, <laughs> yeah, I just felt I was not, I'm not going to be overwhelmed. I'm not going to be overwhelmed. And I went through it. The Lord helped me. And it's the same with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They saw the fire, but they were at peace knowing that God was going to see them through it. Their, their kingdom lifestyle helped them because they did not compromise. They did not compromise their faith. They did not compromise their belief. They did not look and think, oh my goodness, there's no way. Okay, you know, let's just bow down. It's easier to just bow down. You know, the Lord will understand. But no, we can go through this. Another one is having a kingdom cultured environment. Matthew 6 verse 10 says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. A kingdom, a, king, uh, a kingdom culture is where kingdom values are created. And we get that from the Bible. We get that from his word. You know, there's so many different cultures created these days. You know, the, the youth have their own culture. Um, so many different cultures. I remember growing up in Sierra Leone. Um, they used to do this thing. I know some cultures do it, libation. Now, that was a culture that we did in Sierra Leone. Well, they do in Sierra Leone. And even though I was a Christian going to church, I wasn't a born-again Christian. I was a Christian going to church, an Anglican um, Christian. But they're still involved in that because they've created where this culture came from, only God knows. And libation is when you speak to the dead, basically. You pour out um, drink elements, and we even cook food, leave it out for um, the dead on their anniversary. Now, when I became a Christian, though, I realized you can't be doing this. You know, you can't be doing libation or leaving food out. You cannot be doing that. And I remember when we went to America, my, um, I think it was for my grandmother's 10th um, death anniversary. And I had to then tell my mom, I'm not doing that. Because my family, they're quite strong-minded. How can you not be doing that? Oh, my goodness. You know, what is all this? But I had to tell them, and it was frowned upon that I wasn't doing that, but I had to stand my ground because this is what I now believe. And I had my husband there going, you best tell them because we're not doing that. <laughs> you know? You know, I couldn't compromise. Even if I was like in two minds, not doing that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but yeah, so I had to do that. And now the, the more I keep telling them things that, Sorry, I don't do that. Don't do that. They're used to me now. It's like, okay, yeah, Lynette, leave her to a born again. <laughs> leave her to a born again. But we continue to pray for my family. We continue to pray for them. The, 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 the light will shine. Amen. Okay. Thank you. 15 minutes. Okay, another one um, is kingdom mindset. This is so important that we have kingdom mindset. Everything starts in our mind. Now, whatever you think, it comes through to how you act and the things that you do. Romans 12 verse 2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Now, when we are filled, just think if we are constantly filled with God's word. What kind of a person do you think we're going to be? Oh my goodness. Filled with his word. Filling our minds with his word. That will be awesome. Any situation that comes up, nope. 
I cannot do this. This is what his word says. We will not be fearful. We will not be intimidated. We will not be scared to do things because we will know, even though there are challenges, we will know that God is with us and he's going to help us through this. The challenges that we face, he is going to help us through those challenges. So it's just having that mindset, that mindset, kingdom mindset, filled with God, filled with his presence, filled with his peace, knowing that he is going to help us through. That would just be awesome. Absolutely awesome. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14 to 16 says, The person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolish, sorry, considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit. The person with the Spirit makes judgment about all things, but such a person is not subject to merely human judgment. For who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. We certainly have the mind of Christ. And it's something that we have to habitually and consistently pursue. We have to constantly be on it, reading his word, seeking him. Otherwise, there are battles because every day the enemy's there on us, constantly. We're in conflict. Another fruit is having kingdom attitude. Through the word, through mixing with um, fellow Christians, through seeking him in prayer, we develop a kingdom attitude. And also with this attitude as well, it's something that we have to be deliberate about. If you're not deliberate about doing something, it's not going to happen. If you're not deliberate, because sometimes I know how my character can be. I can be quite impatient. But if I am deliberate, saying, you know what, this is how I want to be. Lord, help me. I am actually telling the Lord, this is where I want to be. But if we're not deliberate, it's not going to happen. We need to be deliberate. Proverbs 23 verse 7 says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. As he thinks in his heart, so is he. We need to be deliberate. Have the right attitude. Somebody could speak to us a certain way, not going off. Making sure that we're deliberate in our actions. Having the right motives. And the only way we can do that, it's not even in our strength, it's God that helps us in his strength. Sorry, in, he helps us. He gives us the strength to do things. Because in our strength, we're absolutely weak. We'll be fighting a constant battle. So we need to constantly be asking the Lord. Another one is in our speech, the way we speak. Proverbs 18 verse 21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it eat its fruit. 
Also, Ephesians 4, verse 29 says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. The way we speak, I'm constantly telling um, our children that you need to speak what you want to happen. Sometimes they say something, oh no, it's nothing, it's nothing. No, you need to change that. You need to change that. Speak what you want to see happen. You want good things to happen, you need to speak those good things. Because that is what will happen. Because the, if you speak good things over yourselves continuously, which is what happened, speaking the scriptures over me, you start to believe it. You start to believe it. Now, if you're speaking all those bad things over you, that's what's, that's what's going to happen. You start to believe that. So the things that you speak over you are very powerful. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Speak life over your situation. Yes, they may not seem that way now, but speak life. Speak the way you want to see your situation, the way you want to see your children, the way you want to see things in your life. Speak those things over things, and you will see the changes. It may not happen when you want it to happen, but in due, in due season, you will see those changes. So we need to speak life over our situations. And even when, you know, our children go to, go to school, you know, they may not be, um, their teachers may not be th the way they want them to be. And I say to them, speak the way you want your teachers to be. You know, speak it and you will start to see those things. Another one is kingdom obedience, walking in the obedience of our Father. Walking in the obedience of our Father. This is the scripture that I talked about earlier. Um, obedience is better than sacrifice. 1 Samuel 15 from 22 to 23, it says, But Samuel replied, replied, Does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as in obeying the Lord? To obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed is better than the fat of rams. For rebellion is like the sin of divination, and arrogance like the evil of idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. The Lord does not play. He wants us to obey. He wants us to obey. When we obey, it is better than not obeying. Sometimes the Lord speaks to us, and this is me as well, and you find you're tweaking it. You're tweaking it. But no, the Lord wants us to do things the way he has told us to do it. Not our version. Not tweaking it. And this is what I tell, I, I know I keep going, and they're probably like, oh, mom, again. I say to my children, I tell you one thing, you go, oh, but this is what I thought I could, no, do it the way I've told you to do it. That would help. Kingdom character. Galatians 5, verse 22 to 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. 
amazing having all those character traits. And that's the fruit of the Spirit. When we follow what God wants us to do, we build kingdom character. It's taking on the Lord's character. It's how he wants us to be. To have love, to be filled with joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Constantly walking in those. There are times when our flesh may rise, but it's knowing that we can go back and say, Lord, forgive me. I know this is how you want me to be. And it's constantly, you, you fall, you get up. You don't fall and stay there. You fall, you get up, and you keep going. You fall, you get up. It's a constant battle. But the aim and the focus is having a kingdom character. That we can live a life filled with his peace and his grace. And the thing is, the Lord doesn't force us. He doesn't, um, yeah, he doesn't force us into doing things. We have a choice to make. And it's through the choices that we make that builds us up. Because we choose to be like how the Father wants us to be. And through that journey, we're learning constantly learning Isaiah 55 says as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields for the sower and bread for the eater so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. When we seek God's kingdom first and his righteousness, we cannot go wrong. His word will not return to him void, but it will accomplish what he desires. When we seek his kingdom first and his righteousness, the things that God has for us, the plans, the purposes that he has for us, we shall see it. They may not happen the way we want them to happen, but they happen the way the Lord has orchestrated it. He has a blueprint for each one of our lives. And that shall be accomplished. But he just needs us to partner with him and do as he wants us to do. Psalms 128 says, Blessed are all who fear the Lord, who walk in obedience to him. You will eat the fruit of your labor. Blessings and prosperity will be yours. Your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your house. Your children will be like an olive shoot around your table. Yes, this will be the blessing for the man who fears the Lord. May the, may the Lord bless you from Zion. May you see the prosperity of Jerusalem all the days of your life. May you live to see your children's children. Peace be on Israel. That is what the Lord wants for us. We are blessed and we will continue to be blessed. As we seek him, his blessings will flow. 
And one of the major blessings that we shall receive is at the end, when we're with him in eternity, in his presence, you know, basking in his presence. Absolutely love that. It is a battle. No one says it's going to be easy because you will have times when you fail. But God is not a God that discards us when that happens. No. He, his grace is there. His forgiveness is there always. We just need to repent. You know, 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, it says that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. That's all we need to do. As we seek him, we will go through the different battles, we'll fail, we'll get up, but just keep repenting and confessing our sins and just knowing that he's there for us always. So I encourage us to be deliberate about seeking his kingdom, prioritizing his kingdom. Even as children, the things that he's speaking to us about, it could be speak to that person, something simple as that. It's not major. It could be befriend that person. I want you to go here. But it's just hearing out for what he's speaking to us about and doing as he wants us to do. Amen. Amen. I'm going to pray. Father Lord, we just thank you for this time. We thank you, Father God, that you are here with us. We thank you, Father God, that you continue to watch over us. Father God, you see the struggles we go through. You, you see our circumstances. Sometimes we feel that we cannot do or we don't have the capacity or we don't have the financial um, means to do what you're speaking to us about. But you know the end um, from the beginning. You know, Father God, that the things you've asked us um, to do, what it, um, what it involves. Father Lord, help us not to worry, not to be anxious, not to second guess, not to think too deeply into these things, but just to obey. Just to obey you, Father God, and just seek you. Seek your kingdom. Be deliberate about doing that. Be deliberate about following you and being obedient to the things that you're speaking to us about. Help us, O oh Lord, to surrender. Where we struggle, Father God, help us to surrender, to give you our everything, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father God. We pray, Lord, that as we go throughout the week, you will have your way in us, O oh God. You will help us, Father God, to seek you, to prioritize you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.